The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. You might have heard from the great Rav Aaron Mibels. He was that more of Bells at the time of the Holocaust. The Nazis were after him. You guys don't know this. The Nazis had certain squads that their whole job was just to track down rabbis. The Nazis knew that Kalal Israel, their strength came from their leadership, from the Rabbanim, from the Admorim, from the Tzaddikim, and they had a list. They knew who was the biggest Rebbe's Rabbanim, Sadikim, Admorim, Talmidei Chachamim. They always rounded up the rabbis first. Got rid of them. And now, it's a herd without a shepherd. The people were lost. They did, at that point, they couldn't even fight back. They just followed. They had no direction. Rabbi Aralami Bells was one of them that they were looking for. They wanted Rabbi Bells like, 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 oh, they had search parties and squats going all over Berlin, going all over Europe looking for him. He was a prize to them because he was very strong against the Nazis. Many mices were Rabbi Bells. Famous mice that he was in the building right across the street from Hitler Yamach Shemo's headquarters. I used to stare him down. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So Baron Rebels was running away from the Nazis in World War II. And he did the unthinkable. Rabotai, I beg of you, if anyone out there is a Belzechazid, and you hear the story I'm about to say now, don't shoot the messenger. I beg of you. I'm telling it to you over the way my Rebbe, Rebbe Shalom Rabinovich Shalita, told it to me today. He told me, Rebbe Aaron Belza had to do the unthinkable. He was the Admor of Bells. He shaved off his beard completely. And after he shaved off his beard, he took off his yarmulke and shaved off his peot. It's the Bells of Rebbe. And he put on clothing that did not like, look like Jewish clothing. Him and his Bnei Mishpacha all did the same. They had a driver in a car that was driving them through the back roads, through the forests, running away from the Nazis in hot pursuit. And they were in contact with other groups, other partition groups, groups that were fighting the Nazis in different parts of, of the country. And they would give them information they're coming from this side and they're coming from here and they're trying to ambush you here and they gave them the information so they'd be constantly on the run to save themselves one time they were driving down some back road in a forest and they just got information that the nazis found out which car they were driving and where they were going and now they were in hot pursuit now they knew, Mamish, where they were and where they were driving, and they had to get out of there as quick as possible. So the driver was driving at top speed. Who knows who's going to be behind them any moment? And Reb Aaron Belza screams to the driver, Stop! Stop! Stop the car! Right now! Stop! Reb Aaron, 
they're mahapasur. They can, any minute they can jump, they can come any minute. They hurt, did you hear the information? They're after us. He said, stop right now, right now. The Rebbe said, he's still that more. The Rebbe said, Rebbe Bells, Sadiq Ador. He stopped the car. Rebbe gets out. He walks out to the Gedder. He sits on top of the Gedder. And he sits there with his eyes closed for a few minutes. He gets off the Gedder. Comes back into the car. And he says, Schnell! Drive! Quick! Go! Everybody's looking at each other. What in the world is going on? What is he thinking? But he's, he's the Admor, he's the Rebbe. No one says a word. No one dare open their mouth to Rabbi Bells. But they were thinking, what was he doing? They drove off. They got out of there just, 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 just from the information. Hashgach, of course, Borei Olam. Just in the nick of time. They slipped right through the Nazis' hold at the last moment. And they were saved. They were talking, they were saved. Rabbi Bells survived the Holocaust with these Bnei Mishpacha that was with him flying and driving around, slipping the Nazis, and he makes it to Eretz Yisrael. Barami Bells, he makes it to Eretz Yisrael. Unbelievable. When he comes to Eretz Yisrael, after the war, nobody asked him, what happened that day? And he didn't tell anyone. For years, he didn't say a word about this Misa. The Biana Rebbe, the great Biana Rebbe also survived. And he instead went to America after the Holocaust, settled in the Lower East Side. But there was one point that the Biana Rebbe comes to Eretz Yisrael and he visits Rebbe Aaron Mibels. And when he comes into Rebbe Aaron Mibels, Rebbe Aaron tells him, Heilige Biana Rebbe, I have hakaratatov. I have hakaratatov to you. Because the father of my grandfather was the receiver of a great favor from the father of your grandfather. The father of your grandfather, your elder Zayda, did a big favor for my elder Zayda, for the father of my grandfather. So I owe you. I owe you Hakaratatov. So in order to give you that Hakaratatov, I have nothing else to give you. What am I going to give you? What am I going to give you? So in order to give you Hakaratatov, I'm going to give you a secret. And this is a matuna. This is a present. A secret. A secret that nobody knows except what I'm going to tell you now. And he tells him the story. When he was in the car with his family, driving through the forest in the Holocaust. And the Nazis were on their tail. Hot pursuit. And he told the driver, the Bnei Mishpacha, he told them, pull over, stop. And they thought, he was, they thought he was crazy. And he went out and he sat on the get there and he came back in. He says, till this day, no one had the chutzpah to ask me. And I never told anyone what happened at that moment. It looked like it was the opposite of all logic. Beyond a Rebbe, I'm going to tell you now what happened. I'm giving you a matana of what happened that day. Here's my hakaratatov. He said to him, guys, listen to this. 
It's unbelievable. He said to him, he says, when they got the news that the Nazis were onto them, found out what car they were driving, found out where they were at and what direction they were going, everybody in the car panicked. He says, even I panicked. He says, I panicked, mamish, like everyone else, when we heard that moment the news, I mommy started to shake. I started to sitter. I started to shake when everybody was shaking in fear. I said, wait one second. Wait one second. No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I screamed to the driver. Stop the car right now. Right now, stop the car. I'm not going to let this get me. I'm not going to let this get me. I'm in the hands of the Abishta. I'm going to give you a daim shalabba. I'm in the hands of the Abishta. I'm not going to let this work up inside of me, drive me to literally lose my focus, my mind. Lose the shiviti Hashem tamid. I'm not going to let go of the hand of Bore Olam when he's the only one that can save me. I told the driver right now, stop, stop right now. Let me out. Yeah, I know that. I, 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 know, I know they're chasing us, but this is more important. Because I cannot let go of the hand of Borei Olam. I let go of the hand of Borei Olam, I'm finished. We're all finished. That was the Pikuach Nefesh. More than the Nazis in pursuit. Rabarin Mibels jumps out of the car. On board. Unkinpeis. Nothing. Not even a yarmulke. But he's holding Hashem's hand with two hands. I'm not going to let this fall me apart. I'm not going to let this break me or shake me. I'm holding Yadayim Shal Abba. What does he do? He walks to the side, sits on the get there, and refocuses. Gets his composure back. Tells himself, He doesn't say that, I'm just saying it. But you, you can imagine what I'm saying. He tells himself, Enod Milvado. Enod Milvado. This is not going to get the better of me. I'm not going to lose myself on this. I'm going to hold my composure. I'm going to hold my rikuz. I'm going to hold Hashem's hand and not let go. He says, the moment I got back, okay. Back into the car. Go ahead. Now you can drive. Ay, 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 Unbelievable. This is big people. Big people. They were able to keep their focus. They were able to keep somehow or other their composure. Even in moments where on the inside, normally anyone would fall apart. But this is something of Gadlut. This is something really where... I don't know what to tell you. To be able to regain your composure, to reconnect even for a moment. Because that reconnection with Borei Olam at the moment of that difficulty is what's going to get you out. If you lose yourself, who's going to pull you out of this? I know it's easier said than done, believe me. Believe me, I myself am dealing with stuff. And I know that this can literally shake you 
from your toes to chattering your teeth to putting a head on a pillow at night and seeing no sleep. I know. I know what the concept of pachad is. I know what the concept of nisyonot. Believe me, Rabotai. But to find within those moments, Abba, and try to keep the composure and hold and say, I need to make it to the end of the day. Abba, I'm holding on to your hand. And I'm going to take another step with you. And tomorrow I'm going to take another step with you. And I'm not letting go with you, even though things look bleak. And even though things look really not good. But nonetheless, I am going to keep my composure and hold with you. I'm going to keep the calm. Because that's my only way out. With the calm, I can stay holding your hand. I can stay connected to you. And that's my only shot. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.